Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Brothers and sisters, Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And not with the wisdom of human eloquence, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its meaning. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the learning of the learned I will set aside. Where is the wise one? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made the wisdom of the world foolish? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not come to know God through wisdom, it was the will of God through the foolishness of the proclamation to save those who have faith. For Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, Jews and Greeks alike, Christ the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Exalt you just in the Lord. Praise from the upright is fitting. Give thanks to the Lord on the harp. With the ten-stringed lyre, chant his praises. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. For upright is the word of the Lord, and all his works are trustworthy. He loves justice and right. Of the kindness of the Lord, the earth is full. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The Lord brings to naught the plans of nations. He foils the designs of peoples. But the plan of the Lord stands forever, the design of His heart through all generations. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry. Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. 
But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The mystery of the cross. God saved us by being nailed to a cross. A cross which lifted up the crucified from the ground as a sign that the earth itself was rejecting them. We don't want this person anymore. This person stands in condemnation. We are going to push them off the earth, the surface of the earth, if you will, lifting them up on a cross. The shame of the cross to the worldly mind, this sign of rejection and defeat, God takes that. He takes even the power of death, the worst that an enemy thinks he can do to someone else, and God transforms it into the very tool of salvation on Good Friday. The cross is held up in all the churches throughout the world. And we say, Behold the wood of the cross on which hung the Savior of the world. Come, let us worship. We worship the one who died on the cross. We venerate the instrument on which he died. The wood of the cross is what we kiss on Good Friday. That was the tool, the sacred tool, by which God saved us. It was the tool of cruelty to the worldly mind and to the enemies of Christ. But God transforms it from the inside. And now what is the symbol of Christianity? And you look at Christian artwork and the cross comes in so many different varieties. But the same reality being proclaimed as Paul proclaims in this first reading. We preach Christ crucified. The mystery of it for us goes deeper because he said to us, Anyone who follows me must pick up his cross each day and do so. Follow me. The scripture is, is, is filled with the teaching that we who follow the crucified cannot expect to be treated any better. What slave is treated better than his master? Jesus himself said, you will take up your cross each day, you'll follow me, and as I was rejected and nailed to the cross, so will you be rejected. As I was hated and ended up crucified, so will you be hated. Part of the promises of Christ, of which we always pray that we will be found worthy, is precisely rejection and persecution. Now, there's an element in the church, there's an element of spirituality that identifies more with Peter saying, God forbid, Lord, that this should ever happen to you when he foretells his crucifixion. And Jesus calls that teaching the teaching of Satan. Get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking as God thinks. 
You're thinking in a way that says avoid being unpopular, avoid inviting criticism, avoid anything that's going to make you rejected by the wise of the world. Let's remember, this is why the church gives us a votive mass of the cross, that we may worship the one who hangs on it, that we may venerate the tool of our salvation, and that, that we may realize that this mystery of the cross is at work in us. Not only that we both expect and accept rejection and persecution from the world, and it comes in so many different ways, but that we know the meaning of our personal suffering, whether it's mental anguish or worries of various kinds, anxiety, depression, whether it's physical ailments, concern for others, anything that makes us suffer, any kind of loss, financial, relationships, the death of someone in our lives. Brothers and sisters, the suffering we endure in this life is brief compared to the eternal weight of glory that God prepares for us. And the key is transforming that suffering through the cross of Christ. It's not just suffering we have to endure in life. On a natural level, we can all come to that conclusion and understand that, and we, we brace ourselves and we get through our trials. But for the Christian, it's deeper than that. The bracing of ourselves and getting through the trials means taking that suffering and saying to Jesus, Lord, I unite my suffering to yours. I unite my suffering to the cross. Just as your suffering on the cross was transformed into glory and saved the world, I now take my part of the cross, join it to yours. Here in the Mass, we put it on the paten, we put it in the chalice, all that we do, all that we desire, all that we suffer, and somehow God transforms it. We leave it to His mysterious power and will to make that transformation, but we believe it. And this was symbolized in Scripture in Exodus 15 as the Israelites were on their desert journey, a journey that represents our lives, our journey towards the promised land of heaven. And they had not found any water to drink. And the people started to complain and say, why did you bring us out into the desert where there's no food or water? Moses told them, God will provide for you. And remember, he sent the manna and the quail he sent water. But the water that they found at a place called Mara was bitter. That's what the word means. And God said to Moses, make it sweet. And he showed him a log. And when he put that log in the water, it became sweet and the people were able to drink it. The log is a foreshadowing of the cross. Moses is a foreshadowing of Christ. Christ picks up that cross and the bitter sufferings of our lives can now be made sweet. They have meaning. They have value. We don't go looking for them, but when we know they come, they have value. They have power to save, not outside of Christ, but precisely in union with Him. The log, the wood of the cross makes the sufferings sweet. 
Lord Jesus, give us that holy wisdom. This is not the wisdom of the world. Give us this way of thinking that turns the thinking of the world upside down and inside out. And give us always that joy, that serenity of accepting the rejection, the persecution that comes for standing up for your gospel, especially for standing up for life today more intensely than ever as the other side continues to be outraged by the reversal of Roe versus Wade, as they gyrate out of control and collapse within themselves and implode in their rage and their absolutely meaningless stance of thinking it's okay to kill babies. We, receiving their outrage and persecution, ridicule and rejection, will continue to let the wood of the cross make our sufferings and our lives sweet in the odor of Christ, in the presence of the Lord, in the power of His Spirit. Jesus, we venerate Your cross and we thank You for embracing it for us. Jesus, by the wood of the cross and by the power of Your death and resurrection, give us the life that never ends. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.